Welcome to today's podcast, where we're going to talk about how you can be as thin as you want to be. Right? So we're going to break that down a little bit, but I'm serious. I really mean that. And uh, I know that sometimes that's outside of how you kind of think of weight loss, probably, but let's talk about it because you absolutely can be as thin as you want to be. So the first question is, how thin do you want to be? <laughs> now, I know in your mind, you think, oh, I just want to be, you know, you're probably picking some crazy number. And so we got to give that number meaning, right? That's the first step. And so to do this, just one of my favorite things to do is what is your goal weight? How thin do you want to be? Now, my definition of thin is you living at your goal weight. Okay. Now what's your goal weight though? Your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life, makes you the healthiest and the happiest. That's the goal weight. Now, in order to get to the proper goal weight, it's not just what you weigh when you're 18. It's not just, you know, just some random number that you think you should weigh. We need to give it meaning. And the way we get to that meaning is recognizing that your goal weight or, or whatever weight you choose, you're going to have to live and eat a certain way to achieve it. Okay. And so a lot of people just pick an arbitrarily low number that they would have to really, really eat very little um, and live a lifestyle they don't want to lead to achieve. Okay. So if that's the case, if you have to, you know, eat carrots and drink water in order to achieve your goal weight, that's not the goal weight I would suggest for you because that doesn't match the definition I said, which is the weight that gives you the best quality of life that makes you the healthiest and the happiest. You got to figure out what that weight is. And so you have to take into account how you're going to have to eat and live in order to achieve that weight. And so, yeah, I didn't mean to trick you, but you are probably, you may need to raise that goal weight up a little bit, which isn't a problem. You know, sometimes there's a saying, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And sometimes people have such an, a low number that they keep thinking in their mind for no good reason. They just picked it up somewhere along the way. Um, but it's like they, they keep, fixating on this number, but the quality of life that they'd have to live in order to achieve it sucks. And so they don't want to do it. Okay. So you've got to get congruent. You need to be clear that this is the weight I want to live at. This is the weight I'm willing to live at because it's going to be the best kind of overall, what do we say in investments, the best return on your investment. So we want to look at both sides of it though. You can't just keep your weight in a vacuum and pick some low number that you weighed when you were you know, 18 years old, you know, cause now you're 55 and you've had three kids. It's a different situation. Not saying you can't live at that weight, but maybe you don't want to. So that want to is the key word here. You need to be crystal clear about it. So once you have that weight though, once you've got the number, you said, this is where I want to live at. This is what I want to be. How do you get to live there? Right. And so the first thing I suggest to you is that you start thinking long-term stop just thinking about losing the weight and how fast you can get there. <clears throat> Again, we want to put as fast as possible versus as long as possible. Because I ask you the question, how long do you want to live at that goal weight? How long do you want to keep that weight off for? And I always ask this question. I always get the exact same answer every time, forever. I want to live at that weight forever. Okay. So you need to reorient your mindset from, I just want to lose the weight as quick as possible, which is usually an extreme strategy that you can't maintain. So that's the shortest time possible. Not not only the shortest time possible of, of to get to the goal weight, but also the shortest time possible that you're going to keep that weight off and stay there. Okay. So we want to orient ourselves to long-term success, how you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. And this is how you can be as thin as you want to be because you start saying, I'm going to create a lifestyle, a way of eating, a mindset that allows me to live at this weight because it's going to give me the best quality of life where I'm the happiest, the healthiest, and I love this life. 
that's a different focus. That's a different motivation than I just want to lose a bunch of weight. Okay. So we give it much more meaning. And now all of a sudden, once we extend the time frame, now you allow yourself to create the mindset, the strategies, the behaviors that allow you to create that goal weight and live there. But that's the key factor is that it takes time because your weight and mastering it is a skill just like anything else. So if you want to play the piano and be really good at it, you know, again, that's a skill set that you're going to develop over time. And if you start to approach your weight loss and your health in the same vein, the same kind of mindset, it's almost impossible to fail. I really mean this. And I can almost guarantee you've never tried it this way because everyone just wants to get the fast results. So again, we want to start orienting ourselves to, I'm going to live this way for the rest of my life. And I know that's scary at first, but where it leads to is you start choosing strategies and ways of living and eating that resonate with you. So I can tell you the way I live my life now, the way I eat, the way I you know live my day-to-day -day reality, I love doing it and I expect and anticipate that I'm going to be living and eating this way until I'm 150 years old. Everything I do right now, I expect to be able to do when I'm 150, short of maybe not being able to play basketball or snowboard, okay? But everything else that I'm doing day to day, the way I'm eating, meditating, sleeping, drinking water, movement, all of these things that I do day to day, I love doing. You see, so I'm in a much better position than the person who goes on a diet and cuts 50, 60% of their calories. I was just trying to stick with it. You see, there's much more of a foundation under me that is supporting me. And if you can do this, if you can start thinking this way and you can, then you set yourself up for ultimate success. And it's the most enjoyable process along the way as well, because the journey is the path. There is no destination. You have to stop that. You got to stop making your weight like a finish line because that finish line, if you don't realize it, you're going to be shocked. That weight loss finish line you set of your goal weight, if that's how you're setting up as a finish line, you're going to be shocked when you get there and you realize, oh shit, it's just a starting line. <laughs> because once you get to your goal weight, you want to stay there. And there's almost nothing worse than losing the weight and then putting it back on. You see? So it's like you want to get yourself in the right mindset now to not only lose the weight, but to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. And it all starts with a mindset of creating a way that works for you, that you enjoy, and that you want to continue with for the rest of your life. That's the secret. And once you've done that, you can live and be as thin as you want to be. All right. So um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Is 1,600 to 700 calories a day adequate for a 5'7 female at 165 pounds? Goal weight is 135. Slightly active lifestyle. This is what I suggest to you, okay? And I'm going to come at this and this is going to be unsatisfying to you, I can almost guarantee. But I'm not a huge fan of the weight loss calculators and all those little measurements, um, which I know flies in the face of a lot of weight loss people, right? You just want the numbers. Give me the calculator and I want to know how much I'm going to lose. Um, what I would suggest is, first off, I don't know where your calorie range is at now. You may not either. <laughs> a lot of people are not very good at um, tracking their calories when they're not on a plan. Okay. Now they estimate the average Americans consuming around 2,700 calories a day, right? That's the ballpark. And so I don't know where you're at. Um, so what I would suggest is this, because if you are 2,700 calories to go down to 1,600 calories, 700 calories is a pretty substantial drop, right? In calories. It's, 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 and that's what, that's what the dieting has us, our minds wrapped around this idea that you're going to drop 50, 60% of your calories on day one. I feel like that's way too much. Cause what, again, what's the point here? 
Well, I know the points to lose weight as quick as possible, you know, but if you start orienting toward the long term, that makes it better. So what I tend to tell my, my clients is I really try to get them off of that calorie measurement thing. And I instead like to look at what's your worst habit, right? What's your worst eating habit, the habit that you can point to and say, okay, this is happening multiple times a week. And I believe that this is one of the main things responsible for keeping the extra weight on me. And I like to go at it with that, that idea because our, our behaviors are very pattern oriented, you know, and, um, Oh, someone asked, do you have more than one TikTok? I do now. Yes, I do have a new TikTok, by the way. Um, this one's now Program Yourself Thin. So this is exclusively weight loss. It's about my Program Yourself Thin program. And I have a Jim Kitsoulis, which I just started. So go, yeah, go go uh, follow that one. That's more general um, personal development, hypnosis, you know, mind stuff. Um, less about weight loss. Um, but yeah, so so anyways, getting back to the, the strategy I like to use is our patterns are very, our, our behaviors are very pattern oriented. And so I like to pick the habits that are constantly showing up, the eating at night, the snacking in the afternoon, the overeating at dinner. And I like to focus on fixing those and getting a handle on it. Cause again, I'm focused on subconscious change. I want to change your automatic behaviors. Um, when you start counting calories, you start becoming a consciously, it's a conscious approach to losing weight. Okay. And so what we want to do is we want to make this subconscious so that you're naturally and automatically acting in a way that gives you your goal weight. So take it or leave it. I don't know. Um, you have 10 foods you eat Monday through Thursday. What about Friday through Sunday? You know, it's funny. I don't know if you were the one asking that. I was literally, I was just eating lunch and I was thinking about, cause someone asked that they go, what do you, what do you eat the other days? Um, okay. So to be, to be completely honest, I'm going to be honest with you here. Cause I think this is important because I think there's a different paradigm of, of a weight mastery. Um, first off, I have a mindset of, I like eating natural foods. I don't like eating processed foods. I want you to understand that. Okay. So, because I don't want to give the impression that I'm just going crazy on the weekend. It, it feels crazy to me because understand this, everything's relative. And this is a huge, huge part of this process. Everything's relative. The, the enjoyment you're getting out of food is relative, right? And so what I mean by that is if, if I eat really clean Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, then when I eat for pleasure on the weekend, when I'm eating less clean, that seems like a big difference. If I'm always eating like shit, when I eat for pleasure, I'm way off. You know what I mean? So everything's relative to how you typically eat. Um, so Friday through Sunday. So I eat the same breakfast Friday. Um, you know, I'll eat an apple, I'll eat that. I'll, eat, I'll still eat the banana, I'll eat the fruit. I don't eat a salad anymore on Friday. I give myself a break. Um, so, so here's what I do. I'll give you the, the general idea though first. So on the weekends, Monday through Thursday, I'm eating breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, on Friday and Saturday, because I know I'm going to eat more on at dinner time and I'm going to eat more for pleasure, I eat Friday, the same breakfast I eat the rest of the week. I don't eat lunch, really. I'll have like, some hard boiled eggs, just the whites of a banana with peanut butter. You know, um, if I'm still hungry, like a tangerine, you know, and I want to be hungry for dinner. Okay. Because then I know a, I like to tweak it up my hunger. Right? It's going to make the, the dinner taste better. And then I know I'm going to eat more at dinner on Friday and Saturday night than I typically do. So I kind of make space for it. So that's what I eat. So what do I eat for dinner though? I don't know. It's different stuff, but I will tell you this, that it's almost always natural. It's all, all natural food. I, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat really junk food. I don't eat a lot of processed food. So when I go out to a restaurant on Friday night, it's restaurants that are making, you know, relatively high quality food, you know, um, not fancy food necessarily, but, but just it's higher quality. 
And then I made a dessert and stuff on a Friday night. Now I'll also have a couple drinks on Friday night, a couple beers, glass of wine or whatever. Um, again, it's very moderate. I never overdrink it. And so that's what I do. Saturday comes and then, you know, I'll have, that's why I'll start eating carbs. Um, I'll eat like, you know, like a bagel sandwich, you know, for breakfast, perhaps, um, maybe a donut muffin, something breakfast dessert. I like to call it typically won't really eat lunch. And then I'll have dinner on Saturday and Saturday is a big dinner. I eat a lot of pasta. Um, again, I'll eat broccoli with it, you know, to put something good in there. Um, a lot of pasta and clams. Um, that's a typical dinner I'll eat on a Saturday. And then Sunday comes and that's a, again, another bagel sandwich, perhaps, you know what I mean? And then it's a little bit of a free for all, but again, when I say free for all, it's, it's all within a range. It's all natural, relatively healthy food. Um, not a lot of sugar, although I will eat more sugar on the weekends. I don't really eat sugar during the week except for after dinner. I'll, I might have a little bit anyways. So I hope that helps answer that. Um, how can I stop the bad habit of just eating to have something to do? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's a common one. And I, I'm going to say this to you and you're not going to like it. I don't think, cause it's just, it's like the obvious answer, but it's, it's so true. And this really just really impacts me is that I realize like the more I get, the more things I have in my life going on, like, so, so, you know, the big things I've I got family, you know, I got two kids, um, my wife, uh, a, a lot of that, that's, that's one focus. I've got my business I run, you know what I mean? So I'm always doing that. Um, and so, you know, it's, I, I just got a new dog. Um, and then there's my own personal stuff, which I fill up a lot of, I meditate, I play guitar, I love to read. So there's a lot of things I like to do as well. And so the, um, the, the key thing there is that I have a lot of things that I like to do that have nothing to do with food. And that was very intentional. And I will tell you, the more I get fixated on other things in my life, the less I do that, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is that I know somebody says, Oh, what do I do when I eat? Are you when I'm bored? I said, well, well, be less boring. You know what I mean? Do more things. And there's so many, I, I could go into levels of this because it's really important. One of the most powerful, um, one of the most powerful motivators in our lives as humans is a thing called intrinsic motivation. And you know this because if you ever worked on a puzzle, it's like when that, that feeling you get when you put a piece in a puzzle, right? It's like, who gives a shit, right? It doesn't really matter. There's not much meaning to it, but it feels really good, you know? And as soon as you put that piece in the puzzle, it's like, it feels good. And that's where you want to orient yourself to. Cause it's like that, like with guitar, it's like, if I learn something new or I learn a new song, it's like, I get that feeling. If I'm reading and I learn something, oh, oh I get that feeling. Um, when I'm meditating, I, so, so it's like, I have a bunch of these things I'm doing in my life where I feel like I'm getting these little twinges and tweaks of feeling good. And so I think the more you orient your life in that direction, I think you kind of answer that question that then you have other options to do when you're bored. You know, and I know that's like the obvious answer, but no one really goes in depth with that um, because we've been trained to use food as entertainment to fill that void of when we feel bored or lonely. But if we didn't have that, if we lived in a natural environment, which is natural foods, when you, when you, um, you know, notice that you're bored and you say, okay, I want to find something interesting. Do I want to create a more interesting life? And that goes back to the heart of what I'm talking about here. I think you should make your weight loss. It shouldn't just be about wanting to be a certain goal weight. I think you want to make this, I would say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Make this a process of becoming the best version of yourself possible. You know, that to me is the real secret. So again, when I say like, oh, master my weight, I'm not just obsessed with my weight. The, the weight's almost like a secondary effect of the personal development path I'm on. I hope that makes more sense because the weight who gives a shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like a number on a scale isn't really like, once you get there, I've been at the same weight for 30 years. I won blip 10 years ago, but it's been the same way. So it just loses. Okay, great. 
but it's like the path I'm on of not just being at the weight, but like how much healthier can I eat? What, what other healthy things can I implement in my life? And so, um, I just, I'm going to do a video on it because like, it's like, I love this path. I would say the last year, the biggest shift I've had in terms of something like powerful for me that that's helped me is something called mouth taping right now. It sounds so little. I'm going to show you what I mean with a stupid piece of paper, but I'm, I'm going to make a video on this. Cause it was, it was profound. It was from a book called breathe. But so what you do is you take a piece of tape about this big, it's even a little smaller than this and you just put it on your lips right here. And now it's taped there. And I'll do that at night when I'm, when I go to sleep. And what happens is it, it obviously keeps your mouth closed. So you breathe through your nose and it takes a little bit to get to used to and all the rest of it. But what happens is, you know, you, you breathe, you, you snore less, you breathe differently. And, and it's a big change in how you feel and how you hold your jaw and all the rest of it. But anyways, the point I, the reason I'd say that to you is that like a year ago, I didn't know anything about that. You know what I mean? And then I, then I found that and it's like, I love that the path I'm on, you know, because you just never know, you know, I'm always reading stuff, always looking for more stuff. And it's always each, every day. I'm like, well, what's going to improve today. You know, that, that's the attitude. Not everything improves every day. You know what I mean? But you just never know when that's going to happen. So that's the approach that I like to, that I use. And I almost share with my clients is to make this, it's, it really can't just be about weight loss. It's just not a big motivator. You don't realize you think it is, you know, you think about it all the time, you want to look better, all the rest of it, but you're not getting the results you want. You know, I'm just trying to point out to you, the weight alone is not enough of a motivation, you know, and certainly not to master it. And so I, I think you almost have to be very strategic in how you approach this whole thing. And if you approach it as a personal development process, um, it stays interesting forever. Like I'm, I'm, I can't imagine where I'm going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Like it's, it's so exciting to me. Like it really is. And, um, that feeling of excitement for where I'm going and where, what am, what am I going to learn in the next 20 years? Like, like when I look back, oh my God, 30 years, this has been amazing, you know? And so that's what drives me though. Do you see what I mean? It, it, Cause at some point the weight stops going down, you know? And so you, you need to have other motivations built into this. And I think if you do that, it becomes more effective to lose weight. That, that, that part's definitely true, but it becomes, it's, it's like a great way to live. <laughs> you know, it's a great way to live your life. I think, you know? So anyways, um, let's see if you, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I, I answer every question that's asked. Just ask it. Just ask it. Um, yeah. Um, what are the 10 foods, 10 foods? What did I say they were? They're apples. Cause I, I guess I'm going to get some of my mixed up some switch, but the, the main ones, and this is every day, Monday through Thursday. So listen to this because sometimes you're just like, what's got the most fiber? It's not what's got the most fiber. It's how much fiber you're consuming. You don't have to eat like the food that's most fiber. That's what leads you to like Metamucil or some shit. And it's like, no, 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 no. Eat, eat your fiber. Eat it in a natural form. So apples, um, banana, tangerine, greens, carrots, peppers, onions, cucumbers, I'm forgetting celery. I don't know. I'm forgetting some of the other, the other one. I just ate a salad. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, garbanzo beans, beans, um, garbanzo beans. So I'll eat those 10 things every day, Monday through Thursday, minimum, you know, and then I'm, I'm going to eat some more stuff in that same realm for dinner. That's just my breakfast and lunch by, by dinner. I've eaten all those. And, and most of them come in the salad. So watch the salad video I did. That's like seven of them you know, which is why I do it. The main reason I eat those salads is because 
Um, I want nutrient density and nutri nutrient variety. That was the goal. I read How Not to Die, profound book. I'd suggest it. But so I make the salads this way. And um, it's I, again, I call it my living vitamin strategy. You know, people take vitamins so they're healthy, but they're taking the friggin' pill. It's like, why not eat your vitamins? So you can make, you know, eat, eat one or two meals, four meals a week that aren't based about fucking entertainment. You just eat something that's going to make you healthier. What crazy idea. You know? <laughs> Ooh, that's boring. I'd be bored. Well, I mean, what do you have to, you know what I mean? Like, again, it gets back to the idea and it's not your fault. You've been conditioned for this, but we're all being conditioned to use food as entertainment, you know, but food's fuel. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's still entertainment. To me. I still eat for entertainment sometimes, sometimes, but you can't be eating for entertainment hundred percent of the time. You're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry. <laughs> you know, it, it's an unhealthy way to live, you know, so you shouldn't do that. So let's see. Uh, any questions you guys have? Just, just ask them. Feel free. Let's see. I thought we were going to tape our mouth shut to stop eating. <laughs> right. I guess that could help too. I'll tell you that was, that was fascinating that the tape thing I'm telling you was the, it's the, the strategy of the year for me. I always kind of like, um, I pick these strategies of the year, you know, big, big shifts that, that I've, um, that have impacted me the, the taping the mouth shut was a game changer. I, I never would have imagined it. I never would have believed it would have worked and I never would have believed the effects of it. it. It was really profound. Very, very good. Um, I like your eat slower philosophy. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Are you, are you on my email list? Cause I was just, I was, that's it, it, one of my programs. Um, it, it's the, the lesson this week is eating slower. And so a lot of the, if you, if you, by the way, so everyone on here, go to my bio and get that hypnosis session. Um, once you get it, it takes me a few minutes to send it. You'll be brought to a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. Okay. And then um, also I send you emails every day, just, just coaching, positive, encouraging emails. And anyways, the emails this week are about eating slower. So I'm wondering if you're referencing that as well, but the eating slower philosophy is wonderful, right? Oh yeah. Walnuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Um, hi, my friend. I love all that. Yep. Hey, how you doing? I know she's doing great. Bentley's mom. Is Bentley your son? I'm assuming Bentley. I've never seen Bentley spelt that way. Can you give the list of foods again? Um, yeah, I will give the list of foods again. Cause again, this is amazing to me because this just proves the point that we do what we're trained to do. And we've seen all commercials for bullshit foods our whole lives. And so even for me, I'm still, I've eaten this way for a long time and it's still like, it, it's, it feels weird almost because it's not what you're taught ever. I wasn't taught this way. Again, my, my mom had great, like solid dinners, but we had a lot of the standard American diet, which is a lesson I want to do the sad trance. Let me just write this down real quick. Cause I don't want to forget it again the sad trance. Um, yeah, the standard American diet, you know? Um, but anyways, so, so yeah, so I'll tell you what they are again. It's, um, apple, banana, tangerine or clementine, um, greens, carrots, cucumber, onion, peppers, celery, garbanzo beans, walnuts. So there's an extra one too. How can we program our minds to not want crave sugar anymore? Okay. Well, there's two ways. The, the first way is obvious. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. AK Boyle. Yeah. You're on the email list. Yeah. Right. That's, it's good. <laughs> I'm telling you folks, it's like, I used to charge for that program. I mean, I just given it to you now. You know what I mean? So I would definitely, I mean, if you're serious at all about your weight, you know what I mean? In any capacity at all, um, you should go get that hypnosis session. Listen to that. 
so you can see what subconscious programming feels like. You should watch the training. It's a half hour long. It'll give you a completely different paradigm. And then you get these emails every day. These emails are solid gold. <laughs> it's like you're just not hearing this stuff. And it's practical stuff. You know what you should do. You can't get yourself to do any of it because you have no sense of how to practically change how you feel, how you think, how you behave in any way to lose weight. So you're stuck, you know? So I help you. I, I fill a very unique void in the weight loss world. I, I have come to accept that and realize that. Um, so so the, the sugar cravings. Um, well, the first one, the obvious one is that the less you eat, the less cravings you'll have. Okay. Um, the sugar creates the cravings. So that's the first thing is to work to reduce the amount of sugar you're consuming. That's number one. Number two, though, is the paradigm of sugar. And so you need to change the way that you think about sugar. You can watch, do some research on sugar will be one of the easiest ways to do that. Because again, you have to realize you've been conditioned to minimize the effects and damage that sugar causes to you. Um, and so it's really important to understand that your the way you, you associate positive things to sugar, not the negative stuff. Um, so it, as you start to reframe how you think about sugar, um, that, that can help with that as well. So you reframe it so you conceptualize sugar differently, right? So I think I'll give you an example where I'm at. Now, this is my take from it, so it may or may not hit with you, um, is that sugar is a lot like, it's the closest thing food-wise to cocaine, okay? It's a powdered substance. It's been taken from sugar cane and it's concentrated down to its most concentrated, powerful form. And that's the sugar. And so they put it in everything and it literally lights up the same parts of your brain the cocaine does. It's absorbed in your body extremely fast and that creates it more addictive as well. And so it's an addictive substance. So you need to reframe sugar though, because we're constantly being basically influenced that sugar is this benign, you know, thing, you know, through every, everything, all the food marketing is basically saying that. And there's a lot of energy going into programming your subconscious mind to think of sugar as this benign substance and it is anything but. So you have to do that. You have to look into it and reframe it. Um, I bet your wife's thrilled with the tape. <laughs> she loves the tape because I don't snore anymore. So that's great. I missed it. You taped your mouth shut? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I'm going to do the video on this, but I'll just give you a little sneak peek of it. But it's, it's a piece of tape like this. It's like medical gauze type. I forget what it's called exactly. I'll find out before I make the video. But you just put it like right on the, right here, like that. And just that, when it's taped, it, like it just keeps your mouth closed. I don't know how. Because you don't realize, like what, like usually when you when you go to sleep, right, everything, blah, blah, blah. And you start breathing through your, your uh, mouth. And so um, there's all sorts of negative things about this. So, I, I mean, there's a thing, again, this book, Breathe, which, I, I mean, I thought it was really good. I don't know if this guy's overstating things a little bit. I don't know. But it's really interesting. And I can tell you from my own experience that mouth taping, again, the, the change of the, of the year, um, because what it does is it, it, it transforms your your breathing posture. <laughs> That's a phrase you probably never heard of. But it's so it's like, it just, it, it, you hold your, your face structures different, you know? And so you learn to breathe differently. And, um, the, the benefits of that are just, you know, and I've done yoga for, for 30 years and like, this is, cause this is like eight hours of yoga is how I look at it. In yoga, they have a, the breath works called pranayama. And, um, so I've been doing pranayama exercise for 30 years, but this is like an eight hour breathing exercise. Cause you, you know, when you first put it on, like you almost get a little anxious, you know, cause you can't breathe through your mouth as much air coming in. And um, you have to breathe differently. You need to keep your head and muscle, like your breathing posture is more relaxed and it's just different. Your stomach has to be more relaxed. You breathe differently in order to keep yourself oxygenated. But it's amazing. Just to take a home a point, you know, like the way we breathe is, is usually pretty wrong um, for a lot of reasons. But one thing, and I can't even believe this is possible, but they, the British cycling team, that's one thing I remember from that book, the British cycling team, the Olympic one, 
they were terrible. And long story short, they did a bunch of stuff to get better. But one of the things they did is they taught them to breathe through their nose. So when they're literally competing at an Olympic level, cardiovascularly, they're literally just breathing through their nose. So that's like the level you can take it to in terms of just how wrong you breathe, how wrong I breathe. And um, yoga was the first time I realized I breathed wrong. And second was the tape, you know? And so, yeah, that's just one of those things. So I always say like, like I get the eight habits of my lifestyle and one of them's breathing. And I was always a smart ass. Oh yeah, Fred, Fred, I don't know how to breathe. No, you don't know how to breathe. If you haven't studied it, you don't know how to breathe. You breathe wrong, almost guaranteed. So <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Cause it's like, as I've changed my breathing again, yoga wise, where I start breathing through my nose more and doing specific pranayama breaths and then the mouth taping, it's been an absolute, absolute transformation in terms of my breathing. So I'll leave that. Um, I love your emails. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy those. Um, what is your opinion on Ezekiel flourless sprouted grain bread? My opinion is that it is great for you. I eat it every day, Monday through Thursday, Friday, Monday through Friday. I eat the Ezekiel bread, you know, and um, yeah, it's super. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. You know, satisfies me. It's good for me. I like eating toast. I put peanut butter on it. So it's great. No flour. I'm a big fan of no flour during the week. Um, that's what I like to do. Um, oh, thanks, Don. You sent me a lightning bolt. Love that. Son's leaving a lightning thief. My husband snores. I'll suggest it. Yeah, it helps you stop snoring. It helped me stop snoring a ton. It's crazy, you know? Um, not that I snored that bad. I don't think my wife would agree, but um, it wasn't that bad, but it, it, it's really like putting it to an end to it because you can't, you can't snore. I mean, you can still make kind of a sound, but it's just, it's all different setup. Um, yeah. How do you do that? I don't know which you're referring to when you said, how do you do that? Um, so, yeah. So what was I going to say? I think that person with the schizophrenic question left. <laughs> I saw that. I just like not answering. It's funny to me. But anyways, yeah, what else are you guys working on? I don't know. Getting ready. I got a, about a half hour here. And I'm going to do a call, coaching call. A bunch of new members coming in. Oh, they might not be here till tonight. I know I see you. TMS 200. Are you Jill? No, you're not Jill. But I see you too, TMS 200. I'll, I'll be hopefully talking to you tonight. I'll be on the call um, that we're doing at 7 p.m., which will be fun to do. Oh, you'll be on the call at 3. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, that's a fun one too. We have all the calls. <laughs> you can get as many calls as you want. Um, those are, those are great. I, I think you're gonna love it, you know, so hopefully everything, um, oh, you're working from home. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A, a couple of people in the group are as well. So, um, yeah, th that'll be great. You know? Yeah. First time seeing you. What is your other page? Oh, okay. My other page, um, my other page is Jim Katsoulis that my other, my other TikTok. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of like program yourself then, which is all the weight related stuff. And then Jim Katsoulis, I just started, which is more everything that's not weight related. So, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist, um, yoga instructor, strategic coach, NLP trainer, all that stuff. So it's more personal development, more generalized um, content, you know, than just the weight. Um, but but program yourself then is my, my, that's the main thing I do with my life <laughs> is uh, help people master their weight with program yourself then. So anyone here who's not in that program, you should go get in the program if you are serious about mastering your weight, because it's the number one weight mastery program on the planet. Now, OK, it's the only one, but it's really quite a program, you know, in terms of weight. It, it really fills in the, the missing the missing spots for you. Right? You got all these blind spots with your weight loss that you don't even realize, you know. 
Um, what's your opinion on the five, two intermittent fasting, five days, eat normal, two days fast. Um, well, I'll tell you my, my, now, before I share it with you, I want to let you know that I believe my core weight loss philosophy is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. Um, that being said, my experience with fasting for more than, well, so I intermittent fast pretty much every day, sometimes not Saturday night. Um, but I pretty much, I stop eating every day, six, seven o'clock at night. And then I study the next day, seven or eight o'clock, eight, nine o'clock, somewhere in that ballpark. So that that's every day of the week, maybe short of like, like Saturday night, I might eat snack a little bit at night. Um, so that's my intermittent fasting. Now, when I have fasted for days, what I have, what's happened to me is I get obsessed with food, you know? So, um, if I fast a day, all I'm doing is thinking about food. Uh, there's a, then for days after that, I'm thinking about food and I'm overeating and I'm trying to fight cravings off a lot. The couple of times I fasted more than one day, that's just double. I get doubly obsessed with food, thinking about it all the time, constantly. So for me, it wasn't good. You know, um, I felt okay. Like when I did it physically, but you know, mentally and emotionally, this is the same thing. I was a raw foodist for a little while and, um, same thing physically. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty good. I felt light. I felt, I felt good. Um, but mentally and emotionally, I was a wreck. I mean, all I thought about was food. I used to just fantasize about food all the time. One of the, you know, I'll tell you, like one of the things that really made me realize I was like, Oh, I might be on the wrong path here is that I was driving to work one day and I was in my mind, I was like, what am I going to do if I get a promotion? How am I going to celebrate it? I can't go out and eat anything. <laughs> That's what I was like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And that brings me back to the idea that I started this call with that, that your goal weight, what you want to weigh, you've got to put it into context because most people don't do that. They just arbitrarily pick a number and it's usually a number they weigh when they got married or when they were 18. The, the world record I've had for a person is, is they, <laughs> they tell me their goal weight. I said, when's the last time you weighed that? They go, I was 12 years old. 12 years old, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like you're a grown woman. Like, I'm not saying you can't get to that weight, but you, you certainly, you're going to have to not eat very much. It's going to be a pretty shitty quality of life to achieve that, you know? So you got to take your lifestyle, what you're willing to eat and how you're willing to live into account. Most people just pick this art. It's like saying, oh, I just want to be a millionaire. Well, are you willing to work to be a millionaire? Like you're willing to work 80 hours a week, you know, if that's what it takes, you know, and it's like a lot of people aren't willing to do that, which is fine you know, but pick the right according, the right number. Cause a lot of people keep screwing themselves. Well, thanks for the rose. Um, a lot of people screw themselves. They pick such a low number. They don't want to live that way to achieve that weight. And then I don't know why I can't lose the weight. Well, it's cause you don't want to. That's why I say, I always say you weigh what you want, which I think is true. Um, so anyways, yeah, that was my opinion on the minute fasting. I don't like two day fast, but that's me. You know what I mean? So if that works for you, cool. You know, I think fasting is a normal thing. It's good, but I don't like it. Um, with its multiple days. Again, I love the the 14 hours a day. I love that. I love it 100%. There's not one negative thing about it for me. It's a break for my body. I feel lighter. I feel more in tune with myself. Give my body a break. There's all the benefits of, you know, taking a break, which is a normal way. Your body's not meant to snack all day long. That shit is eh, unusual. We never had all this food around us, you know? Um, which is a whole thing. They call it the mismatch hypothesis that we have these evolved bodies that evolved in nature in food scarce environments. And now we live in this modern world where we're surrounded by all this shitty food. And so it's a bad mix, you know what I mean, in a lot of ways. So there's biological evolution and cultural evolution. And the cultural evolution has really kind of been, we, we haven't really figured out how to do it ourselves. That's what my program really does, to be honest. It teaches you how to program yourself, how to thrive in this environment, 
It's a brand new environment. You can't trust your biological evolution. That's why you overeat because you light up when you get calories. You light up when you taste sugar or fat or salt. You want to keep eating it. That's your biological evolution just doing what it's doing, right? It's the cultural level. You have to, you have to evolve yourself mindset-wise to thrive in this environment. And to be honest, you have no idea how to do that, most likely. You know, you're never taught that. And that's really what my program helps you do. It helps you thrive within your own mindset to thrive in this environment that you find yourself in. Right? Um, what are your feelings about consuming butter? Um, I don't really like eating much butter. I don't eat much dairy. You know what I mean? So I'm not against that. I'll, I'll eat it occasionally. Again, that's something maybe on the weekend I would do it. I really just don't like butter all that much. You know, again, that's one of those things. Everyone's different. You know what I mean? So people have different sensitivities to different things, but um, dairy, I see not much. Again, I'm not, I'm not a vegan. Like, like I'll, I'll, I'll eat dairy here and there. I'll eat a bit of cheese here and there, but I don't have much use for it. You know what I mean? I'm not a baby cow. Do you know what I mean? Um, can you pin the list, please? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I'm not sure about a goal. I think 140, but I could be good at 150. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, why not start at 150? <laughs> right? This is what I say. This was Leonardo da Vinci, I believe. He, this was his quote, that don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And that is so common with the weight where people are just obsessed. And it's not your fault. It's it's literally, it's, it's 50 years. It's a whole life of diet marketing where they're always showing you that before and after picture of outliers. You know, a lot of those before and after pictures are people that were like athletes and shit before they put some weight on and now they lose the weight. And they look like models. And you ain't going to look like that probably, which is okay. You know what I mean? But your, your expectations are set all crazy, you know? So people choosing these, you know, artificially low numbers, you know what I mean? And, and I say artificially, cause why, what's the point? What's a 10 pound difference going to make in your life? You know, like visually, cause that's how you're always thinking about your weight. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that on the call today. Let's get you congruent because that's the key thing. Most people are not congruent with their goal weight. They think they want to weigh something they don't really want to because they don't want to live that way, you know, but they won't give up the dream. You know what I mean? And so they just stay stuck to that really low number and they won't do anything until unless they can get to that number. And, and instead, they're, now they're 70 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, but they're not going to go do anything because <laughs> their number is so low. They don't want to live that way. I, I don't know. It's just, it's so screwy. So yeah, you got to be congruent with the number that you want to live at. You know, what's going to give you the best quality of life. Why do I feel nauseous at the time of exercise? Um, when you're exercising or before exercising, maybe you're working out too hard. Maybe you're exercising too, too hard. Um, would be my question. Or are you eating something before you, um, oh my God, look at that. God damn it. You know, it's funny. I did this. I was recording this video and I stopped it halfway through because I wasn't recording the audio. And then I just realized the audio didn't record. So all for nothing. Um, but anyways, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get clear. We'll get you clear on your goal um, for sure. But yeah, ultimately, listen, at the end of the day, your weight is dictated by your mindset. You know what I mean? Like how you're thinking about things, all of it. Um, your, your mindset's more important than your genetics, your hormones, your menopause, your metabolic disorders, any of it the most important thing. And it's also the thing, surprisingly, that you're never taught about. You know what I mean? The diets never teach you the mindset piece. You know, how do you actually change your thinking, your mindset? How do you change your behavior? Because okay? what's your behavior? Behavior is just an extension of your mindset. How are you thinking? You know, and if you don't know how to change how you're thinking in terms of food, yourself, your health, exercise, weight loss, forget it, you know? 
Your videos have helped me a lot with my mentality and approaching weight loss sustainably. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's the point of it, right? If you can just, if you can just slow down, that's the biggest shift. I would say, you know, I really like to make the distinction between weight loss and weight mastery. And, and I'm on the path of weight mastery and you're never getting that message ever, never, never, never. You know, you're always getting that fast weight loss message. And, um, you know, you might be obsessed with that message for 40 years, wanting to lose weight fast, you know, what's up Mickey. And, um, Mickey's killing it over here. Mickey's just, just thriving, you know, reaching her goals here. I'm, I'm proud of you, Mickey. You're doing good. Um, but yeah, we, we never get that message of how to master our weight, you know? And so the sustainable thing, again, it's a, it feels a little bit slower in the beginning, but it, you know, again, you got to think where am I going to be a month from now, two months from now, you know, that those diets prey upon your impatience and your short-term thinking. And so you got to combat that. You know, these diets don't give a shit about your weight. You know, they don't work. They're just trying to sell you a quick fix and just let you get off and then sell it to you again. You know, you got to start, you got to take a step back and look at how you've been approaching your weight loss. And again, I'm giving it to you right now. You know, I guarantee you, I don't even know you, but I know you. <laughs> and it's like you, every time you want to lose weight, you just get so impatient. Cause again, what most people do is they start their weight loss journey from the spontaneous pain-based event that happens right? They step on the scale. They see the picture of themselves. The clothes don't fit. Um, they see the reflection. They have to go to the doctor. Someone says something and they get so upset in that mind space. They say, I got to lose the weight. And I got to do it now. And so they're in a very emotional state and they choose some stupid diet. And if you look back over your weight loss, you probably are going to notice that pattern occurring over and over and over again. You know, it's you in a very emotional headspace making a short-sighted decision that I just want to lose the weight you know? And so you need to pull yourself back from that and make a decision to start controlling your weight from a place of calm, focused, clear thinking, you know, and start thinking sustainably. I've done all the stupid diets. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, how many times can you, I don't know who made that quote, but the insanity is the dev, you know, doing the same thing, expecting a different result, you know? And I would say most people that want to lose weight are, are crazy in that way. You know, because you keep trying the same diet or you try different diets. But again, let me give you the ability to see through the diets, you know, and the diets, again, they're always different on the surface, right? Again, once just eat cabbage, just eat soup, um, don't eat carbs, just eat protein, don't eat for 12 hours a day, whatever. It doesn't matter what the tactic, it's always a tactic. It doesn't matter what the tactic is, recognize that they never tell you how to do it. It's always like, here, here's the plan now, just follow it. Your main challenge is getting yourself to do what you already know you should do. You don't need another diet. If you just said, I'm going to stop my two worst eating habits, you'll lose weight. Problem is you don't know how to stop your two worst eating habits. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the problem because you have no clue about how to influence your mindset. You know, literally zero. You've got willpower and you keep, you, you know, because again, when you get emotional, you tap into a lot of willpower for that moment but it doesn't last because you can't stay in that emotional state, you know? And so, you know, you have to, you have to take a step back and make a calm, cool headed decision that I'm going to commit to mastering my, my weight. It's very much, I always say like my program is kind of like enrolling in college, you know, that's a clear headed decision for a lot of people because it's a process to even get into college, you know, and it, it's a big commitment. So people aren't just getting emotional and signing up for college tomorrow. You know, they're, they're usually, it's a, it's a, they're looking at, they're thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this. And they're making that commitment, knowing it's going to be challenging, knowing there's going to be ups and downs, but knowing now that when they enroll in college, they're going to have a support system. They're going to have someone there walking them through it. That's something you never have with your weight loss. You're always just trying to do it yourself. You get emotional, you do it, you quit and all the rest of it, you know? Um, 
It says, I've quit diets now. Yeah, great. I just try to eat mostly whole foods. Super, super, you know? And again, <laughs> with a smidgen of binging on sugar, we're going to handle all that. I promise you. And um, the beauty of this approach, you know, is um, TMS, tell me your name again. I, I, I get confused if someone else has signed up the other day, um, but I don't want to call you TMS. <laughs> Well, that's your name, but, um, I want to use your name. Um, yeah, it, it, but, but here's what I want to point out. Tracy. Okay. So Tracy is that in this program, what you're going to learn right off the bat is we're getting rid of a lot of that pressure because the dieting, the second you step into a diet, it's so much pressure. Why? Because you're thinking of it as a short-term thing. We need to be perfect to get the fastest results. And it really is an all or nothing mindset. And that all or nothing mindset is very stressful right from the beginning. And so you're going to realize with this program, it's, it's not all or nothing. It's all or something. And it doesn't even matter. I mean, if you binge on sugar, we'll, we'll analyze it and you'll learn from it. You know what I mean? So it's like we remove a lot of that, that, that tension and anxiety that usually comes with the diets, you know, which is a huge part of your success. Cause the more calm and relaxed you are, the easier it is to make the right choices, the right decisions, you know? And so, um, yeah, you're going to see that, you know, and, and you're going to start to understand your mind. You're going to understand your behaviors. And as you start to understand them and you start to learn these strategies to deal with them, you're going to increase the, your ability. You're, you're going to evolve. You're going to develop. You're going to cultivate <laughs> words you never hear with weight loss, right? You're going to cultivate and, and de develop the abilities to think like a thin person so that you feel like a thin person so that you behave like a thin person and so that you become a thin person. And again, thin person being you at your goal weight. And we'll, we'll find out today if you know, 140, 150, wherever it is along the way, you know, um, and the best way to kind of approach that. But we want it to feel good right from the beginning. We don't want this to feel like, again, there's so much anxiety with the dieting because it's just like, it's like an endurance test. How long can I do this for? Okay. You know, endurance tests they do to, to measure people like the, their cardiovascular health. And it's like, there's no beating the test. There's just how long can I do it for? And a lot of times that's what the diet feels like. So this is a completely different approach because this is the opposite of endurance test. This is a never ending marathon. And so the approach we're going to use is, is, is relative to that, you know? And so we want to make it, you know, sometimes you'll be all, you know what I mean? Sometimes you'll be hitting it really hard, eating really well, no sugar, nothing at all. And other times you're, you're not going to be as clean with your eating. Okay. And it's about gaining um, comfort with that, 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 those differences. I ate chicken today. I wish I could find a plant-based protein. Protein helps me lose weight though. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think that protein thing, yeah, here's the question, right? Is uh, who do you, do you, have you ever, and I'm going to ask this to everyone actually, did anyone on this thing right now, this live, have you ever known anyone or have you ever been even close, even close to being protein deficient? Yeah, garbanzo beans for sure. But I'm asking this for real. And if, if you know someone, please, please just say yes. I'll, I don't even have to say their name. <laughs> but it, do, have you ever known anyone in your entire life, even casually, even if it was a second acquaintance? Have you ever known anyone who suffered from a protein deficiency? Yeah. Because me thinks that protein thing is a little bit over-exaggerated because, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like, how do you know, right? There you go, Tracy, right? That's what I'm saying. We we don't even know how you know. Is there a protein deficiency test that they give you? <laughs> Never heard of it, right? Yeah. But we're so worried about protein deficiency, aren't we? Right? It's like the number one thought on our minds. But then we're like, wait a second. Hold on. 
do I, I never even heard of a protein deficiency test. How would you know? <laughs> yeah. Protein TikTok too. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just saying it's, um, I don't know, you know, it's where, where, where's the protein come from in America? You know, it's a big industry, you know, any industry that could take Oprah Winfrey down, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous of, you know, and maybe they have the ability to influence us, you know, maybe, maybe they have the ability to put shit in our heads. It's not necessarily accurate. I don't know, but I do know I've been to the doctors a lot of times in my life, met a lot of people in my life. I do this, been doing this straight for 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Never heard, never heard of, never even heard of a protein deficiency test. <laughs> never mind someone failing it. Uh, I've never got a blood test for my protein. You know, oh, well, there's so much focus on protein, but fiber is the thing to focus on. That's correct. That's correct. Fiber is the number one thing that's been stripped of our diet. And that's across the world. I mean, every person through millions of years was eating a fiber rich diet because natural food has a lot of fiber in it, you know, but fiber doesn't process well. So that's the number one thing stripped out of the food, you know? And so, um, you know, I'll tell you fiber in my experience for me personally has been, you know, as I was talking about the tape on my mouth, fiber really occupied two or three years of like the, the big epiphany for me. And as I've continually increased the fiber and I want to be clear, I'm not, I, I want to put the fiber in context. Cause it's not like just taking Metamucil or some fiber powder. It's, it's eating foods with fiber in it, vegetables and fruits, greens and beans. Let me make it clear. And I have to say that, which is something else, you know, like, Again, it's, it's kind of like the protein test. That's a funny one, right? Because he's like, I never heard of that. But we're really worried about protein. We're so worried about protein deficiency, but we never, we don't, I've never even heard of a test. Oh, oh. it's funny. I love stuff like that, right? Because I've never even thought of that one. That, that, that was great. You even said that. But um, it's the same thing with the fiber. I'll do like, oh, you should eat more fiber to help you lose weight. People say, okay, what, what foods have fiber in it? What, food, what foods? What's got the most fiber in it? You know? And it's like, we don't think in terms of fiber much, you know, and we should because it's really, really profound. And again, let me tell you why. Three big reasons why fiber is so helpful for weight loss. First is that when you have fiberful foods, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, the calories are binded to the fiber. Okay. So what that means is it's a slower absorption of the calories. So it's a more sustained energy release <clears throat> than something like flour or sugar, which is powders. And it spikes your blood sugar because it's absorbed instantly. And, um, so, so the first thing is that they're, they're binded. So it's a slower release of, of calories. Um, the second thing is because it's binded, some of those calories just pass through without ever being absorbed. Okay. So you're getting a, you're not absorbing a hundred percent of that. Like you are with powders. And the third thing is that the fiber is not digested or absorbed into your body. So it stays in your intestines and it activates a thing called the ileal break, which causes you to feel more full. And I can tell you when I cranked up my fiber levels a couple of weeks, I didn't feel that great intestinally. I felt like someone poured cement in there, but then I got used to it. And ever, literally, literally ever since then, and I've always kept the same fiber level. Um, I have felt more full and satisfied than I ever have in my entire life. And that makes, see, that's another thing you, you assume in your mind that you, you have to be hungry. You have to fight against your hunger to lose weight. And you associate being hungry with weight loss. And I'm telling you, that's ass backwards. You need to manage your hunger. I'm never starving. I'm never really hungry. I'm managing my hunger from the moment I wake up to when I go to bed strategically because when I'm not that hungry, I can make strategic decisions that are healthier, okay? Um, yeah, protein TikTok. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, wow, that's something I never thought of. Yep, I thought you needed high protein to build muscle. I mean, yeah, if you want to be a bodybuilder, you know what I mean? You have to understand that. that that's a big, who's the message coming from typically with the protein stuff, you know? Do you want to look like a bodybuilder? I mean, is that your goal? You know what I mean? Yeah, if you want to build up, you know, unusually 
high levels of muscle, I suppose you would need a lot of protein. But if you're looking to, um, you know, lose weight and just, you know, be in the, the ballpark of where you're at muscle wise, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you'd need that or that feel great system. Oh, <laughs> that feel great. So what is that like? Um, I see Is that like everyone does that? Is that like, like, uh, what do you call that? Like an affiliate thing? Like people are just, they're doing TikTok lives or whatever, and then they're, but they're selling their, like an affiliate link, selling that great feel great pro system. I, I, I see it all the time, but I, I never stay long enough to watch it. I, I have to watch that sometime. Um, is it normal for women to lose their period when they lose weight? Um, is that normal? Uh, I suppose it would depend how much weight you were losing. I, I have not seen that be normal with the women I'm working with. To be honest, a lot of women I'm working are, are postmenopausal um, in that ballpark. So that's not something I could really speak to. But um, usually that's more of a, a way underweight um, issue that, than losing weight. You know, but I'm not an expert on that. So maybe because you chew so much when you eat fiber-rich foods makes you feel full. Yeah, that too. Um, which is a whole other thing, you know, is that again, our, we like easy to, to chew and swallow foods. You know what I mean? Like, like it's addictive because again, it's just easy calories for less work and we're, we're optimized. You know what I mean? We're programmed to be that way. Um, but yeah, the, like when I eat the salads, it's a lot more chewing, you know what I mean? But it's good because it builds up my, my face muscles, which changes the shape of my face. It goes back to the mouth taping thing. But yeah, that, that, that chewing thing is a normal and natural. That, that's how you're supposed to eat. And, you know, again, obviously we, we always like the easiest thing, you know, but you just make some decisions somewhere. I, I think of like, I'm still working on getting myself to exercise more, but I appreciate the fact that at least I'm exercising my muscles by chewing a salad, you know, it's a, a bit of work, but yeah, I think chewing does make you feel full. I think, I think it's a natural way to do it. You know, um, basically feel great system is fiber supplement, but expensive. <laughs> okay. Fiber foods are also anti-inflammatory, which is huge. Yeah, exactly. Cause fiber foods are natural foods. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, what's so crazy about the world we live in is that it's like, again, I always say people, you should be, you should be a plant. You, you should have a plant-based diet. You can eat meat, but I, I feel like the core of your diet should be plant-based. I mean, as me coming, I'm a pescatarian. I'm really a vegetarian. I eat fish, you know, a couple times a month really. But, um, you know, I, I think, vegetables is where you're at, you know, that's me. You know what I mean? But everyone gets to choose what they want to do. But, um, yeah, I mean a fiber supplement, you know, I, I just, it's just this idea. I mean, that's why I don't like vitamins. Cause it's like, listen, they don't know everything about nutrition. You know what I mean? It's like, you, what, maybe they're missing something. You know, we've been eating natural plant-based foods for millions of years on this planet. It's like, you really want to just not eat those foods and just rely on some supplement especially if it's expensive, you know, wouldn't you rather put like a banana and apple and tangerine and greens and carrots and celery and peppers and walnuts and garbanzo beans. Wouldn't you rather put that in your body than a supplement? Do you think that's the only thing? You know what I mean? Like that's what you have to understand that our, our society is like, we, we always specialize things down to like one thing, you know, is a fiber supplement. I'm not just eating these foods that I mentioned because of just the fiber. That's a part of it for sure. But there's all the micronutrients in those foods that your body craves, which is a whole nother source of hunger for most people. Because if you're eating a highly processed diet with no micronutrients in it, then you're going to be hungry because what happens when your body doesn't get the calories it needs? It sends you a hunger signal to eat more food. What happens when your body doesn't get the micronutrient fulfillment it needs? It sends you a signal to eat more food because your body thinks... When I eat, I get the micronutrients because it thinks it's in a natural world. doesn't realize we're surrounded by shit. 
and you could eat yourself silly and not put any micronutrients in your body, you know? So the idea of supplements to me, that seems like a dangerous game. You know, I don't know. Am I crazy? I try to make things as, as close to nature as possible, which is why, you know, I even, I remember shifting from smoothies to salads. And part of the reason was, again, the way I'm thinking is, now again, I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian. I'm not a scientist. I couldn't explain to you all the, the scientific details of what's going on, but I am, I would say a PhD in, in common sense. And so I, I like this smoothie. It was fine, but I'm like, here I am blending it up. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe that's causing me to absorb all that stuff faster than is natural. You know, and so that was another part of going to the salads because the salads, okay, the salads are natural. You know, here I am, you, you got a carrot in nature, you eat it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm eating like I do wood in nature. So I'm trying to replicate that as much as possible, you know? Um, and I think that way of thinking has served me very well, you know, over 30 years. So I don't know. I was pescatarian and maintained for a few years, then fell, got this meat culture and landed up 12 pounds heavier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's not, listen, a lot of times it's not the meat, you know, it's, I stopped eating meat 30 years, well, not 30, but like 27 years ago or something. But part of it was back then, like there really was no meat substitute stuff. You know, the, the meat substitute stuff was disgusting. <laughs> so it's like, when you're gonna be a vegetarian, it's like, you're gonna eat vegetables, you know? And so part of that decision was that I didn't want to eat meat. I, I, it wasn't so much the ethical stuff, although there was a little bit of it, but it was more that if I stopped eating meat, I was going to cut out a lot of calories. And it's not because the meat had a lot of calories. It's because of how the meat was prepared. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm eating meat. A lot of times it was a meatball grinder. You know what I mean? Loaded with cheese and meatballs and bread, right? Um, or it was, you know, chicken Parmesan, you know, it was with cheese and you know, all this stuff on it. So it's like a lot of times the meat came packaged with lots of calories and it wasn't just the meat. I wasn't just eating like a hunk of meat, you know, people rarely do. So the way that you're consuming the meat is a lot of times there's a ton of calories in that. So, yeah, I mean, as soon as you start eating meat, if you're not really intentional about it, I think it's really easy to start putting weight on, you know, it's a little harder now. I mean, as a vegetarian, pescatarian, I mean, there's a lot more options, you know, I mean, you go to Burger King now and get a, you know, a, a vegetarian Whopper, you know? And so again, it's, it's vegetarian, but you know, that's like a lot of calories, you know, that comes in that sandwich, you know? So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not just, again, it depends on what your goals are for different things, you know? Um, but yeah, just becoming a vegetarian now or a pescatarian now, again, it, it like back 30 years ago, that was a, a big way to cut a lot of calories out. And now it, it still does, I believe, but it's not as many as it used to, because there's a lot more substitutes. Um, mine wasn't ethical either. I just didn't enjoy it much. Yeah. It kind of grosses me out. Yeah. Which, you know, again, that's a whole other story. I, I don't, I don't speak to that because I ate meat like every single day, multiple times for 20 years. I will say meat to me, almost being vegetarian, almost felt like, like sexuality. Like it just once I realized that was an option, I was like that, that's what I am. It, it just, I just felt, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stop eating meat. I, I got to stop eating meat. It, it never felt that way. It's just something I naturally gravitated towards, you know? Um, and, and I just, I love eating vegetables and, and, all the rest of it now. I don't know, you know, so I never tell, I, I work a lot of people on program are carnivore, you know, or keto. And so again, my program's diet agnostic. Um, but I do think that, uh, you know, I think it's easier. I think it's easier if you're not eating meat. Cause it's like, as soon as you start eating meat, I mean, there's so many options. As soon as you get hungry, you can go to any fast food place, you know? And so for me, I've been eating a fast food place in decades. That makes it easier to master my weight. Anyways. Um, how can I stay full when eating a plant-based diet? That's a great question. And that I, I think is so funny to me because ironically, you think that eating a lot of calories is keeping you full and it's not. 
It's not the calories that makes you full. It's the fiber. You know, it's the satisfaction you're getting of the foods that stay in your body. And so plant-based foods have the most fiber. You have the most fiber in your body. I feel more full now than I ever have in my life. And it's all related to the fiber content that I'm taking up and a lack of processed food. So I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of flour. So I'm minimizing that part too. Because if you're eating a lot of flour and sugar, forget it. It's like someone on cocaine saying, oh, how do I deal with the, the cocaine cravings? <laughs> you got to stop doing cocaine. You know what I mean? Um, how, do, hey, how do I deal with these heroin cravings? Well, <laughs> but the sugar, you know what I mean? The sugar and the flour, forget it. If you're doing that all the time, forget it. Forget it. Um, this is just, it's throwing you, you're just all over the place. Hey, thanks for the flour. Um, so yeah, but, but plant-based diet. Oh, thanks, Callie. Was that a little, little, little goblin? Um, so yeah, plant-based diet is, I, I just made a video on this. Ironically, it's the most satisfying diet. You know, you're not used to thinking that way because it's all the bullshit conditioning, you know, from protein, fast foods, you know, saying what, wait, oh, Snickers bar is going to satisfy your hunger. <laughs> we live in a society where the most popular commercial for satisfying your hunger is a fucking candy bar. So there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where you're at. You know, again, that's why I say my program, program yourself then it's like, you know, you've got no good programming coming your way in your life. You know what I mean? It's, it's constant bullshit aiming at you. You know, you've got to learn to take care of this yourself. You know, because, yeah, when you live in a world where the most satisfying thing for your hunger is a candy bar, you're in trouble, you know, <laughs> you're in real trouble. Um, so because it's not you can say, oh, that's not true. Maybe you say that, although I don't think I, I've seen that commercial. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When I'm hungry, I'm like Joe Pesci, too. And it's like I'm just you know, I'm not questioning. I'm laughing. I think it's funny. And then I'm like deep down. I'm like, yeah, when I'm hungry. I just get a Snickers bar. You know, so you have to be careful of that stuff. You need to put positive programming in your mind. And that's why I make these videos for you. And then the people are really serious, get my program, you know, but it's all, it's all that, it's that approach. You know what I mean? Like where you need to recognize again, the most, in my program, there's a three-step process to mastering your weight. The three pillars of weight mastery, mindset, and I'm making a pyramid shape. Mindset, because that's the foundation, the most important piece, lifestyle, and then eating. And those are the three areas to master your weight. But mindset's number one by a mile. And you don't have positive stuff going in your head ever. That's why in my program, they're waking up in the morning and on their phone, there's a five-minute hypnosis session to put positive stuff in their head so that they think like a thin person. And then they go to bed, there's a sleep gnosis session. It's 10 minutes long. You listen to that before you go to sleep. Positive stuff going in your head. And that's, that's an addition to all the other stuff that's going on. But there's all this good stuff going in your head. And you realize, you look at your day-to-day -day life, where are you getting positive stuff? Maybe this live. <laughs> and then what do you get? You get a bunch of bullshit people trying to sell you dumb supplements and, and stupid shit that you can't trust them, you know? Um, so yeah. All right, everyone, I gotta get out of here. I'll see you, Tracy, on the call at three. I'm gonna go and, and talk to my people right now, and we're gonna go and uh, master some weight, master some mindset. So all right, everyone, if you ever want to get on that path here, go and get yeah, from me. Thank you, Dot. Yeah, that, that's my goal here. Again, I want to be a voice of friggin' reason and, and, and smart stuff. You know what I mean? That that it helps you. You know, that, that's my goal here. So um, if you're really serious, you want to take it a step further, go to my bio, click that link, get that hypnosis session. You'll be brought to a page that has three steps to master your weight. Watch that. It's about half an hour. If you're really, really serious about losing your weight, losing the weight, master once for all, get the program. I talk about the program at the end of that training and um, you can, you can join the program with the rest of us. You can join Tracy um, and all of us on uh, Tuesdays and Thursday calls. And uh, yeah, so I hope you all have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. I'm still on.